We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Denny's. <laughs> Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. First of all, thank you for the super chats that we've gotten already. Avs, uh, Avs take the Vegas Golden Knights to Denny's on this hockey game. And they showed them what a real Grand Slam looked like. <laughs> they sure did. 5-1 uh, to one is your final score. Uh, as as Blaze would say, the second half of this game, the Avs kind of just boat raced Las Vegas. So... <laughs> That easy sometimes. Get hype on the Avs because they smashed Las Vegas and for a significant portion of their game, the Avs star players were not particularly good. Yeah, this has to be a really discouraging game uh, for Vegas because when we talk about when we talk about Vegas, what are the things that we talk about as the strengths of their team? Goaltending, their top four defensively. And, and their, their depth. depth. Yep. Because they are weak down the middle, especially against Colorado. This Chandler Stevenson bullshit has worked against everybody else in this bad West division. And I'm now comfortable calling it a bad division. There are two quality teams in the West, and then there are a bunch of bad teams. Minnesota is just okay, and St. Louis might actually be bad. So... I. This is not a good. This is shaping up to be arguably a worse division than we actually thought. It's it's definitely. I I think St. Louis is bad. I don't even think might. I think they are bad, and injuries play a factor there. But they're yeah. 
they're losing touch with the top end of this division very, very rapidly. Yeah, well, and like they lose two nothing tonight to Minnesota, despite outshooting them um, thirty-seven to eleven. Yep. Uh, I mean, not those those two teams need to play each other. We just what what they they need to do? They need to petition for free passes. Just give Vegas and Colorado a bye into round two and let Colorado and Vegas go from there. Yeah, I. it certainly seems inevitable at this point. Uh, are the Fs three and one in the reverse retros now, or is it two and two? I'm not sure. We got the super chat here from Justin. Honestly, not something I keep track of. Yeah, me either, to be honest. Uh, shout out to Juno. I'm sure she's a, she's a great girly in a better place now. Uh, I feel for you on that one, Cody. Appreciate you and the super chat. Very much appreciated. But yeah, hope you're doing all right. Uh, when the Avs had third and fourth lines on the ice, we outshot Vegas 17 to 2. Yeah, I, I, Vegas averages 31 shots on goal a game. The Avs held them to 19. Another and- 20 shots performance for the Avs defense. Really, and what's really impressive about that is usually a team like Vegas climbs back into games like this statistically with score effects. And if you look at if you look at like the uh, the Corsi chart in this game, that's exactly what happens. Vegas dominates the third period because the abs are just like, don't get hurt, don't screw this up. But that second period is about as dominant as it gets. Good team on good team. They're how it ended up being 16 to 5 because they gave Vegas one extra shot or something. Either way, it we had seen the Avs do that to every other team in the division, yeah. Well, the so it's kind of remarkable what happened in the second period. Uh, so they're down one nothing and they get. Three power plays. Yep. The power play looks awful. The first unit was a disaster. They get... They get... One power play goal. Super fluky. A puck that just kind of bounces, and Jonas Donskoy has the magic touch. Just swings a stick at it. Doesn't, like, like get a huge piece of it. Just gets enough of it, and it kind of flutters in, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a cheap goal. JT Comfort, you know, kind of a kind of a cheap goal on the on the backhand there. Yeah. Like, eh, it's not great, not great from Marc Andre Fleury. We've definitely yeah. expected more from him, and you and I have kind of hinted at this recently. He's been coming back to earth. Yep, it's... he's been slowly working his way down. He's been putting together enough mediocre or poor games. That the Vesna candidacy is getting chipped away at here tonight. This is really gonna this this is one that'll hurt him. But that second period, my, my original point here that I totally bailed on, that second period, three power plays, they only score on one of them. Three power plays, four power plays, they only score on one of them. And at even strength, at five v five, absolutely dominated Vegas. They go fourteen to four in shots. 11 to 1 in scoring chances and 6 nothing in high danger chances. 
they absolutely housed Vegas. Ran them out of the building for sure. It I mean, housed at all. Them. That it even even Vegas writers were sitting there on Twitter like, well, this is what an ass kicking looks like. Typically, it's happening for Vegas and not to Vegas. But here we are. This was this was everything so notable. Uh, no, no, Alex Petrangelo. Sure. Tonight for for Vegas, that's notable. You gotta like you. It's important. It's important to remember that they are missing like their big off-season acquisition that was supposed to take them to the next level and that they used to shut down a team like Colorado. No one on the ice to say, oh boy, when Kale McCarr does special things. But if Alex Petrangelo is the difference between... Getting say, BFO'd and being a competitive hockey team? <laughs> yeah. Say the 3-2 game that they played in Lake Tahoe and what we just saw... Vegas is in more trouble than we thought. Yeah, I I agree. I I still think Vegas is a very, very good hockey team. They're definitely very good. You're not going to see the Avs blow them out every single night or anything like that. But the Avs also proved that they have it in their bag. We knew that this team could blow out the weaker teams in the division. We knew they could even do it to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Nobody was super confident in them being able to do this to Vegas, and they just went out and did it. Yeah, I mean, like it's a one-off, right? Like you're you look at the you look at the context of the season series. Each team now has a comfortable win because the last time these two teams saw each other in Ball Arena, it was a pretty comfortable three nothing win for Vegas. They they had a little bit of luck that night, but they also just thoroughly outplayed the Fs. It wasn't. It was not. A great avalanche game. The Avs got better as it went on, but Flurry was spectacular. It just wasn't great. But this this was a this was a whooping in return. So each team I would say has one comfortable win, and then they've got a smattering of close games. Right now, season series is three two. They've got three games, they've got three games left to play each other, one of them which will be in two days in Ball Arena on Saturday afternoon. And I tell you, man, it's it it just got they guaranteed themselves a split, but this just got even bigger because now, you know, we talked about if they got swept by Vegas here and yeah. Vegas and Vegas got four or five points away from them, it was gonna be real hard to chase I, them down. On the one hand, it's bigger. On the other hand, I think it's also a bit of a free roll for the Avs because they won this first one. They get to go into the game Saturday and say, look, at worst, we're right where we were. Yep. Instead of this is a must win to keep in contact Yep. type of situation. So, yeah, definitely get to play a little bit free, a little bit loose on Saturday night against this hockey team. And look, I mean, you you expect more from, I think, Nathan McKinnon in particularly. Who had no points on the night, who. He didn't, did hit a post tonight, but didn't, was didn't not look great. great. Yeah. You and I right. have, have both talked about this weird lack of confidence on the power play for him. Yeah. Everything is stopping with him because he's not pushing it. He's not, he's not forcing the action. He's not forcing teams to defend him. 
He's not shooting. He's just he's deferring, and he's deferring in ways that are easily defendable. He's a major, major culprit of the power play struggles right now. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the groovy thing right now? I mean, we kind of got time. Sure, we can talk about it. I, I, I think AJ and I might actually disagree on this because I would do it. I'd be fine with a six by six for Groovy. I would not. Yeah, I thought so. Um, um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't sign Grubauer. If that's if that was the money that he wanted, I wouldn't sign him at so all. What, what's your at five, five mil, four mil? What what would it take? Forget, um, forget years for a second and just dollar value. Uh, I would probably stop at four and a half. Okay. If so. I absolutely had to, if, if it was, he walks at five, um, five. I would, I would go to it if it kept him, but it would really depend on the years for me. The years is more important than the money to me. Um, I'm not, I would never give a goaltender unless he's an all time great. I would never give a goaltender more than four years. Yeah. I I'm perfectly fine with a four year deal. I'd, you're unless you're getting a John Gibson and honestly, even John Gibson, like you're taking a risk locking up a goaltender for that long. Yeah. Look what Tampa Bay did with Vasilevsky. That's what I would do. Yeah. If you had a Vasilevsky, but they don't. So I look to me, look, this is who do you get? You go and find the next group hour. They got that guy for a second round pick. There are always there are always guys in the league that they can do all of that with, uh, that they can do stuff like that with. You just have to be financially responsible at the position. This is really more of an offseason conversation. We could do a whole pod on goaltender value. Um, I could direct I could direct you guys to some literature on some things. Um, there are some arguments for and against it. It's a really interesting topic. We could totally get into it and way more in depth on a different day. Yeah. It- in short, the Avs' biggest problem with re-signing Grubauer is going to be his market value in free agency. Yeah, it'll be it'll be you know Markstrom and, and Bennington just got those deals. Yep. Martin, if you look at what Martin Jones did in the two years leading up to the monster contract that San Jose is now having to you know that is having force fed to them four goals at a time every single night, it's it's painful, man. Like a and Martin Jones was really good and then he wasn't anymore. And now that contract is a totally, is a huge reason why San Jose's window no longer exists. Yep. So um, it's, it's a really interesting conversation. I would love to get into like way more of that. A post game pod certainly is not. Um, yeah. This the, isn't the place. This ain't, that, about, this ain't about numbers. This pod, this, this show's about the hype show. Yeah, I this is, I mean, I, I'm saying like, ah, I wouldn't sign Phil group. I blah, blah, blah. And right now, I would have him in my top three easily for the Fesno. Yep. So. So right now, just be hype on Groovy. Deal with that problem when you get there. Yeah, that's like I, I, we will, we are going to have a really interesting off-season pod or an off-day pod where we can really break down uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. Today's not that show, fam. Uh, today, they just their biggest game of the year, and they just absolutely housed Vegas five to one on home ice. And Kale McCarr put on a show. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing where you're like, Kale McCarr was terrible two nights ago. 
and then he misplays the puck. Yeah, it was terrible in the first game. 60 seconds of this game, too. <laughs> Pacioretty scores against the Avs. Basically, two guys for Vegas have scored against the Avs this year. It's been Pacioretty and Alex Tuck. Yep. That's basically been their offense. I, I It's so funny because Rudo a couple days ago was like, Miko Rantanen's the best player in the West. And I'm like, no, it's Mark Stone. And then I remember, what happens when these two teams play each other? Where does Mark Stone, Mark Stone go? Ghost. Yeah, he Where ghost. does he go? <laughs> and I thought, so matchup-wise, I thought it was really, really interesting tonight the way that um, these coaches were actually going against each other. It was something that I really wanted to keep a close eye on because I was I, I don't think that they want to put – Vegas does not want to put Mark Stone against Nathan McKinnon. When they did, the abs, the abs got the better of shot share. Also, P.S., the Avs top pairing or the Avs top line tonight against the top pairing of Vegas without Alex Petrangelo destroyed. On what it didn't felt matter like a bad night spot. for them, yeah. They destroyed Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore. Like, absolutely just annihilated those guys. So, when, we talk, when we've talked all season long about this matchup in particular, we've always said... Look, Nathan McKinnon is the big X factor here. Vegas doesn't have a Nathan McKinnon. Like, yeah, it doesn't have a Nathan McKinnon. Look, they lost 5-1 to one in a game in which Nathan McKinnon didn't score a point. Right. I, Nathan McKinnon didn't score a point. The Avs second line didn't score a point. And the Avs second line got worked tonight. But you know what happened? Gabe Landeskog had a goal and an assist. Miko Rantanen picks up an assist. The, the the fourth line, multiple goals. Yeah, you get a goal from Donskoy. You get a goal from Belmar. You get a goal from Comfer. And where McKinnon and the second line is missing, it's extremely easy for the Avs defense to fill in. McCarr, mm-hmm. obviously, putting the entire city of Las Vegas on a poster to make his personal play toy. Right. And then... You also get assists from Gerard and Taves down the line, and McCarr picked up an assist as well. So right, that's that's so just from the defense, they got one goal out of Taves and Gerard because they had assists on the same goal on the power play, and then they get two separate goals out of Kale McCarr. And and this is what happens when it comes together for the Avs, and, and this wasn't their super A plus plus game or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but. For the first month and a half of the season, all everyone was talking about was the average depth is not scoring at all. Yeah. It's well, we counted here. When we talked, when we talked about Logan O'Connor, JT Confer, this is kind of what we were talking about. Like JT Confer just hadn't had anything go for go right for him. Even in the games in which he played well, he nothing went right for him. But tonight, JT Confer plays his best game of the season. And the Avs win running away. Yep. JT Comfort was great tonight. Spence asking about Jay Fresh's scorecards. Get out of here with anything about Adam Fox. Kale McCarr, better defenseman. Adam Adam Fox has been great for the Rangers this year, and it's great that he had five assists tonight. Go off, champ. Like, that's awesome. But I'm sorry, but are you going to give the Norris Trophy to a guy that misses the postseason? Like maybe yep. maybe that's not fair of me to hold that against him, but 
you're going to tell me that the best defenseman is playing for a team that's losing more often than it wins? I'm a little like it's nothing against Fox. His team just isn't very good around him. And we saw what the abs look like without Kale McCarr for an extended period of time. They're still a good team. And with Kale McCarr, they've been the best team in the league. Are you going to go, which guy are you going to give your Norris vote to? The guy that elevates a good team to elite or a guy that can't, that, that, that takes what, maybe what would be a bad team to less bad. I'm just, I struggle with that because it's an individual award, but team success definitely plays into it. Adam Fox had a five point night tonight. He's played the same number of games as Sam Gerrard. Sam Gerrard hasn't beaten in every single offensive category. So, more goals, more assists, more points. Yeah, I'm I'm just you know, like I know that I know that the Rangers have turned it up a little bit in the last like two weeks. Uh, but they're they're still out of a still out of the playoff spot and they can't play Philly every night. I mean, chat, my point is I don't think Gerard is a Norris contender. And if Gerard is not a Norris contender, then Adam Fox can't be. I I think I think Gerard is in the Norris conversation. Conversation, sure. Contender, no. I mean, let's let's put him somewhere in the top ten, okay? I, I'm eight, nine, ten, sure. No problem with that. Somewhere in the top. Let's just say that there's like ten-ish guys that are probably that are probably competing for that thing right now. Again, as I say this about the Stanley Cup, but the the Norris isn't getting awarded today, so this conversation is just sort of like a. It will change. Yeah, it's kind of irrelevant what the what the the standings standings are today. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Evs do have a better defense than the Rangers, but McCarr makes that defense even better. Yeah, I don't. So whatever. If somebody wants to hold Kale McCarr's teammates against him, um, the way that I'm holding Adam Fox's teammates against him, that's totally fair. Have at it. Um, individual awards are not the ones that I care that much about. Um, I'm here to watch Colorado chase down the one piece of hardware that I actually care about. If you're asking me who deserves it right now, it's Hedman, Carlson, and Petrie, with maybe Dowdy in the conversation, but probably not for me. I would have McCarr in my top three. I don't care put, about I don't care about the games that he's missed. He's been too good. Uh, certainly, his on ice play should have him in the top three. It's just about yeah. availability. Yeah. And if he misses too many more games going forward, then I think that conversation gets a lot tougher to defend. But as it is, it's just like the guys. Sorry, he's just too good. <laughs> he like he comes back and immediately it's like, okay, well, he was bad in this game and he didn't score in this game. Oh, here, there's two points. Oh, there's two points. You know, like it's just yeah, only Hedman has more points per game than McCarr for defensemen in the league right now. Like, you think about how great has Devon Taves been, right? And Devon Taves and Kale McCarr have the same number of points. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. So. All right. We do have to take our first period break here as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can head on over there. Get your bets in on March Madness while it's still going on. You can turn $1 into $100 when you sign up with code DNVR with a new account. Also do that because, you know, you like us and you want to let them know we sent you on over there. You can also bet on all sorts of awesome stuff, basketball, baseball, hockey, football, 
you name it, they have it available for you to bet on top to bottom, even like crazy leagues. Like you want to go bet on the KHL, you want to go bet on European hockey, go for it. Go absolutely nuts with DraftKings Sportsbook. They got you covered no matter what league it is. So head on over there, use their Sportsbook app, the number one rated Sportsbook app that you can find. Get that $1 for $100 bet opportunity with code DNVR for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Secondly, we are also sponsored by Gabby Insurance. You can save up to nine, well, more than that. The average user saves $961 with Gabby Insurance on your home and auto insurance. Visit Gabby.com, that's G-A-B-I.com slash D-N-V-R to get your free check to see how much you can save. They're completely free. They don't sell any of your information. They just want to get you the best offer possible when it comes to insurance. So give them a check today. They're kind of like what Progressive used to be before they got all mainstream, like where they just give you the, the free check of insurance. So, yeah. Back when Progressive was cool, is our, our chat's old enough to know what it was like before Flow, right? Yes, no, maybe. All right. All the kids these days only know Flow as the Progressive chick. Before they, like, they used to be, like, very niche insurance company. Anyway, not the company we're talking about. Gabby Insurance is the one you want to go check out. Go ahead and uh, go to gabby.com slash dnvr. Save yourself, hopefully less than Eric, because we got to dunk on him at least once in every single one of these ad reads. <laughs> when you save a boatload of money from Gabby Insurance, or maybe huh. win some from DraftKings Sportsbook, you can spend that on an annual subscription to the DNVR. Join the Members Lounge over on Discord. You can chat with us there. Get all of our amazing content. And with the annual subscription, you get a free shirt as well. So, you know. Everybody wins. Go get some awesome Avalanche shirts. Of course, you have Nuggets, Broncos, and Rocky shirts as well, if that's what you're into. So why not jump on it now? Join the fam. AJ's thinking about something over here. So uh, Jared Bednar with an interesting quote tonight. Oh, yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't checked yet. What um, He just – so about the Colasar Byram thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I didn't like the hit because Colasar leaves his feet and catches him high. That's supposed to be one of the hits that they're trying to take out of the game. If they're going to let guys jump at other guys' heads, players are going to get hurt. The game should be played physical and with passion. You just got to do it within the rules. I mean, he's correct. Colazar jumped hella high on that. Hit, yeah, it's so. just it's a, it's just interesting. A little bit out of Bednar's comfort zone to. Uh, no, he's totally like that. He's totally right. Colazar jumped at him. No, he's correct, and, for sure. And for the record, like, Keegan Colesar, like, that's how he got to the NHL. He's he's a guy that plays a really physical game and has just enough skill uh, to be meaningful a meaningful addition on the team. Uh, we've seen it this year. He's had, like, four breakaways against the Avs, and all of them got sh- uh, shut down. But he, like, that's, that's kind of the game that he plays. So. He, he's the one who broke Gilbert's face, right? I honestly don't. Or was remember. that a Ducks game? I forget. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I honestly just don't. Uh, <laughs> Rand- that game, that game, he was in that game and out of it again so fast that I yep. just don't remember. 
Randy asks about our three stars of the game. I don't know if we have three stars, but we certainly have a king of the game, the man we talked about earlier, JT Comfer. Finally, yeah, things are going his way a little bit in a yeah. hockey game here, and and he looks like, I mean, let's be honest, the guy we've been saying he's been his entire career before this year. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a lucky goal, maybe, or at least a soft one from Flurry, and then the uh, the assist to seal the game and make it five one was pretty. Setting up Belmar very, very nicely on the two-on-one. Well, and that was that was uh, a nice display. Both goals, uh, good displays of the skating that he brings. Yep. Where you remember when Comfort got to Colorado, there weren't a lot of great skaters, and now he just looks like another guy. Yeah. Because the team around him is just like they're all burners. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Like it's you know on his on his, he's not even the fastest guy in his own line uh, with Logan O'Connor out there. Yep. So. Um, but he got he gets to that puck, he makes a great pass. Belmar with a great finish. Uh whew. yeah. Not, not, I, nothing bad to talk about there. Yeah, right? there's we've been we've been real tough on a couple of both Belmar and JT this year, and both those guys were great tonight. Yep. Yeah. Look, if they're gonna pick a game to be great against Vegas, you take it every single time. You know, hey, yeah. If they don't show up for anybody but Vegas, yeah, that might be all the Avs need them for. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, no, I'm Byron doesn't need to be in the HL. He's fine in the NHL. Yeah, like it. It this hasn't been like a him dominating or him taking over or anything. But you look at the way that he has played defensively. He's there's I, nothing that he needs to do about in any it a of little bit. Over since returning from this injury, he's been a little bit of a jag, but yeah, as a 19 year old, being a jag in the NHL is just fine, (laughs) yeah, seriously. Like, so the shot attempts were against Byram, um, it was he was a negative four in shot attempts, but shots on goal seven to three in his favor, uh, scoring chances just about even. Like, you're you're told you will you will seriously you'll take a jag for a 19 year old, and then when he has those. When he has those days where he's, you know, where you see it and he's, he's feeling it, yeah, yeah, all full of confidence and piss and vinegar, and then you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh right, right, this guy has three or four more levels. But for right now, uh, totally, you you're completely fine with Jag status. Yep. So hard to complain about. Honestly, anyone on the Avs defense. Yeah. Even like I was, I think McDonald played one of the worst games he's played since coming to the NHL in this one. And it was fine. It didn't matter. I thought he was so bad. It's certainly in the first period. He was High profile mistakes in. left yeah. and right, man. I thought that it was just, I thought that the, I thought McDonald was truly terrible in this game. It's a good thing I'm not doing the grades tonight. Cause I would just. Well, this would be this would be an F for Jacob McDonald. If you're if you're looking for negatives, Jacob McDonald and and knowing Evan Berkey's getting a bad grade tonight. <laughs> but uh, what else we got? Chat asking about Matt Calvert. Look, what do you, I don't understand. Uh, Bednar can't call timeout at the beginning of the third period. They were stuck on the ice because of icing, and then. They won the face off and Grubauer covered the puck up. They literally got those guys off the ice as fast as they could. 
The problem wasn't Jared Bender not calling a timeout. He's not allowed to call. It's them. It's it's Ranton and not clearing the puck. It's McKinnon not clearing the puck from their own zone when God. they had multiple clean that, opportunities. That Ranton clear was so brutal. Yeah, it was like, dude, just off the what the f- yeah. <laughs> Like the one thing you couldn't do. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Matt Calvert, look, this is the reality of Matt Calvert being on the hockey team for the rest of the year. Is you're you're not going to know his availability. P.S. This is the reality of Matt Calvert. His entire career, he has been in and out of lineups. Yeah, I, I think his first year in Colorado, he played all eighty-two games. It's the only time he's ever done it in his career. When he came to Colorado, you're like, all right, you hope to get 60 games a year out of this guy. He was, whole season. He was averaging something like 65 games yep. uh, per season when he got to Colorado. And like we've seen, look, he's just too small to play the way that he wants to play. Yep. <laughs> like That's just it. So Rocco actually got a fifth goal tonight, Anthony. He got five at the end. Or at, at one point, they credited him with five. Maybe they took one away. I'm not sure, but yep, that dude's made an NHL career for himself. Yeah, somebody somebody uh, on Twitter asked me and said, "Is that the biggest misevaluation that they've had in the last several years for the Abs?" And I would say, I think so. I I honestly don't even know if it's a misevaluation because the reality of <clears throat> who Rocco Grimaldi is is he's a small third line goal scorer. And the way the Avs have built their depth, they just really don't have the spot for a guy like that right now. Um, I mean, imagine I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, if you have Rocco Grimaldi, you don't really need Jonas Donskoy, do you? I guess that's fair. You could make that argument. So um, I, I don't I, know. I just yes, he was he was hilariously protected in the Vegas expansion. Over I, Carl Soderberg and Soderberg not getting taken by Vegas is like, for my money their biggest strap. I do mistake. wonder, like role wise though, because Donskoy is a very passengery player. I don't mean that in a bad way, but he just doesn't drive play. Whereas Rocco, when Rocco's at his best, he's very selfish with the puck, kind of uh, Nazem Kadri esque in that regard. Yeah, I don't. I'm, it's fair to wonder whether or not he would have done that in Colorado. It's totally fair, but you have to, you do have to look at it and say they missed on that. They let that guy go for, they they let that guy go for nothing, and he goes to what is normally a division rival and has been a valuable player for them. And right now he's probably amazing trade bait for someone, if not this deadline, then next. But I have lots of bad takes tonight. Wow. I, I do agree, though. Like, Would it have worked in Colorado? Maybe not. But the Avs failed to get pretty much anything out of him. So Yeah. I mean, I, too, would take this version of Val Nachushkin over Rocco Grimaldi. Like, yeah. Look at which one is more valuable. You have a guy that will give you 30 points but plays elite-level defense uh, or a guy that gives you no defense and still also gives you, like, 30 points. Well, you know. Yeah. I'll, I would easily take Nachushkin. The good news is, even if the Avs were wrong on Rocco, they're certainly not lacking in forward depth at the moment. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be wrong about something, like being wrong about Rocco Grimaldi is one that you can live with. Yeah, it's not like he's a top line center all of a sudden. So, yeah, 
not too shabby in that regard. Um, getting back to the Avs and their defense, how did how did we feel about this game's performance across the board? Uh, Obviously, the metrics are incredible. As AJ's like, thinks the ghost is sneaking up. I can't, I can't hear it. I don't know. He's freaking out. Is someone like dying in your apartment or what? It's just Captain Weird being Captain Weird. Okay. All right. Um, one of these one of these days in an off season pod, I'll tell some I'll tell some roommate stories and. It'll get adventurous. It'll be it'll be pretty funny when you're well and moved out of that place. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the fly, no fly. Um, anyway, the defense was great, man. Um, they were. I thought Ryan Graves. Uh, the the numbers ended up slightly tilted against him, but not meaningfully so. But I there were a couple of individual plays that Ryan Graves made tonight that were that I thought were really really good. And I mean. Look, the McDonald obviously with his struggles didn't play much and then gets injured late in the game. He only played 926. So the Avs ran a five man rotation with Byron being the low guy at 1854. That's five dudes that they just rolled all night long and they crushed Vegas. Yeah. Well, by the end of that game, like you're, they're not needing. Yeah. It's a, like, like Vegas is not there. The third period and it's just, all right take your shift and go but yeah like well in vegas is out there like kind of gooning it up a little bit and you're like oh do i really need to put kale mccarr on the ice to to face this you know to try and deal with this uh but they were they were they were just kind of rolling their guys tonight and i thought all of them had moments except i really didn't like mcdonald and at nine minutes i'm not I'm not going to sit here and get crazy about it, but I just, I thought McDonald was bad. Uh, I thought Gerard was just okay. Um, Not, I didn't, I didn't love it from Gerard. Not a bad night. I just thought it was, it was okay. I mean, shout out Emily Wade for this clip because this sums up the Avs defense to Ryan Reeves right here. Just drop it like it's hot a little There's bit. There's a big <laughs> smile on Gravy's face yeah. after this. It was so funny. <laughs> he knows. He's like, that was hilarious. Come on, that was hilarious. You know that's funny. Even the ref in the background's like, yeah, respect. Yeah. <laughs> so He even looks like he says, got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, it don't get any better than this. I, I mean, it does. Nathan McKinnon could have gone off and the Avs could have scored eight goals or something, but the Avs just dominated the other good team in their division. Yeah. <laughs> the other good team. Yeah. Well said. And to Ooh. think that uh, a month ago we were having to tell people to chill out about uh, Jared Bender getting fired. Yeah. Jared well, Bender passed Mark Crawford on the wins list. The Avs aren't even a playoff team. Where you at? Where'd you go? Where'd that take go? It's a lot harder to when the abs when the abs thrive during injuries and then absolutely dominate when they get healthy. It's a lot harder to to bag on a coaching staff. Oh, I wish this cold would go wherever that take went. Can get out of here, please. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, I don't, I don't know where we're headed next here, AJ. Are are you taking this boat by the horns or what? Oh no, this is all you, man. This is all me. Yeah, I had a I had a thing, but we'll save it for another day. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <coughs> I I'm not prepared for this, but uh, good. Now I put you on the spot. So, uh, you know that feeling when you're sick and everything sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Kind of feeling that a little bit right now. I'm not going to not going to lie to you, but they say uh look good, feel good, play good, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say this is necessarily true for me, but if you're single, your playground can be the bedroom, right? So <laughs> if you want to play good, <laughs> In the bedroom, you got to look good. You got to feel good. Looking good can be taken care of with a few very easy products. All you have to do is head on over to manscaped.com and get your 20% off and free shipping when you use code DNVR at checkout on their perfect package 3.0. I got to tell you, I think they can probably make you feel good too. They have some toner. They have some deodorant. They have the tools they can rebuild him, make him better, stronger, like faster, you. or I guess uh, faster is probably not the one you're looking for in the bedroom. But in any case, <laughs> manscaped.com. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. At some, <laughs> at some, at some point, you just got to finish your business and move on. I, I, I mean, it, I guess it depends on how long the clock is already. But, yeah, you know, manscaped, go over there, use the code DNVR20. Get yourself the tools you need to look good, feel good, and play good in It's a race. (laughs) (laughs) We are also brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time, and Mike is a certified financial planner. So they will look at more than just your home loan, but your full financial picture when figuring out what is best for you when it comes to your specific situation. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and get a free consultation as well as enter to win free DNVR merch while you're at it. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And... Also brought to you by the most amazing oral people in the world, Green Mountain Dental Group. Head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group. Get your free Sonicare toothbrush when you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam. <laughs> Highly recommend can we, these guys. Can we make that like an official award that they put on their wall in their waiting room? Most amazing oral people in the world. <laughs> Exemplary as, as designated by the DNVR Avalanche <laughs> The DNVR uh I I'm oralies? No, that don't work. Uh Green Mountain Dental Group, get over there, get your teeth cleaned. They're great at it. A bunch of people have switched over there and they all said they've had a great experience with them as a dentist. So check them out today. My voice is steadily dying as this podcast goes on, but we're we're making it through. Have you tried have you tried Dare Flu? Have you tried tea? 
I have tried not. It's not. My throat is fine. I just am trying to stop the, the coughing now. Okay. But no, I have not tried Theraflu, which is one I'm actually willing to try, mm-hmm. unlike tea. <laughs> uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't chat. What do you want to talk about? Because this game was just Avs are the best team in the West. Like, so if you're Vegas, what kind of adjustments do you make for Saturday to try and attack Colorado? Uh, Is there anything in particular that you do differently? Do you make any kind of do you make any kind of adjustment, or do you just say, "Hey, look, we have to play better," because like they kind of just got the shit kicked out of them tonight. I mean, I honestly, I. You kind of already alluded to this, but I think they just have to play better. Mark Stone, a ghost. Alex Tuck, a ghost. Okay. I, they got down four one five one, and I'm sorry, but their solution of play the fourth line and hit people that that's only a thing they do when they're down big. Well, and it's like in your history, it's only ever worked against San Jose. Right. Exactly. What are you doing? They. Look, I get the penalties. The penalties didn't even really burn them too much, but I will say, while they were getting the shit kicked out of them in the second period, the penalties did keep them from establishing any rhythm whatsoever. For sure, but AJ, you've talked about them being a very good comeback team, a very good third period team. Yeah, I think what we saw the start of here is they can get away with that shit against the weak teams in the West. It's not going to be nearly that easy against the Avs. Yeah. So. It's fair. So just just to put this, so Mark Stone, uh, four games against the Avalanche, he has two assists. Ghost. Yeah. Uh, for the record, in, uh, in those four games, uh, in those five games now, he had no shots on goal tonight. Their last matchup, he had no shots on goal. One game, he had four shots on goal, and then the other two games, it was zero and one. So he has five shots on goal in five games, and four of those shots on goal came in one game. So Mark Stone, Mark Stone gets away with being a fantastic two-way wing, but without the center going specifically against Colorado, it's just not happening. Yep. It's... I. It's too early to say the Avs are definitively the better team, but you gave me these two teams in a seven-game series right now, and I'd have a hard time not picking the Avs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also. Um, I mean, I've I've been pretty vocal about it all year, really. That I I like Colorado head to head against Vegas. Agreed. Um, Luke, uh, so prospects here. So um, the NCAA guys will talk about that'll be tomorrow's show. Yeah. It, it'll um, be on Caleb, Friday. Might be. Caleb, weird, Caleb trying to make a point here with the Vegas or uh, with McKinnon against Vegas. McKinnon didn't have a point tonight. Uh, they got shut out in the one game. So nobody had a point that game, but he had three shots on goal. Uh, he had a three point night in Tahoe, and then he scored a goal in the game before that. 
and then did not uh, the that first game that they played against each other, which was their first game back, did not have a point. So McKinnon has four points in the five games, three of which came in one game, but he also has. And I'm trying to add all these up here. Significantly more offensive impact. Three six. What's uh? So he has 19 shots on goal in those five games. 19. Jesus. Okay. So not exactly comparable. And here. and Mark Stone has five. Yeah, four of which came in one game. So yeah. And McKinnon's basically averaging four shots on goal a game against Vegas. Uh, I. I don't think they'll dominate like this on Saturday. No. It, there's a world where they do. They did it to Minnesota, obviously, but you know Vegas is going to come out with something to prove. Yeah, again, like we talked we talked about this last week with Minnesota though, right? And the one thing that we saw from the Avs last week was that killer instinct where they said, "Oh, you guys are you know, now, now game two, it helped that Minnesota gave them a power play two minutes into the game. And they just, you know, when they got up one nothing, there was no way they were looking back in that game. It was over from that point. But I think it'll be significantly, significantly more competitive. But I just don't, I don't know. I, I guess I have a really hard time believing that Vegas is going to come out and, like, kick the shit out of Colorado. Oh, I, I yeah, I don't think that. Vegas will run away with it, but I think it'll be a good game. I think yeah. it'll be the game that we were expecting more of tonight. Yeah, I like that. It's somewhere in between, right? They're not going to just doormat it and get walked <laughs> over either. So, a favorite player not on the score sheet? I mean, Nathan McKinnon, right? Like, yeah. Let me see who was not on the score sheet first. There was a handful of them: Chushkin, Jost, Sod, McKinnon, Kadri, Burakovsky, Byram, Graves, McDonald. You know, I would. I'm really tempted to go with Nachushkin, but my big thing is is that Nachushkin. It's not Nachushkin on its own, on his own. I think that third line is just. It looks so good right now. And it's all of them together. It's not. It, it, it is not at all one guy carrying the load. They just look great tonight. I mean, they... 10 to 2 in shots on goal for Tyson Jost. 10 to nothing in shots on goal for Val Nachushkin. Like, in Jonas Donskoy, who's the worst analytic player out of the three by far, 12 to 4. Like... And scores their first goal. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that guy is constantly I'm, just finding his way yeah, into the pucks are going in for him for sure. But. but yeah, I think honestly, I think Brechton has a great point that their third line is turning into the shutdown line that we all we talk about. Hey, they need this. Also, is it any coincidence that JT Comfer suddenly is full of life when he's playing wing again? Shocking. When, because he's not like, there's one, there's some things that we could talk about with JT Confer because I have been in the last week, I have gotten a little annoyed at the the conversation surrounding Confer, like he's a bad NHL player or a worthless NHL player, or some of that nonsense, you know, where it just goes too far. 
And it's like, look, he's never been a guy that drives play. That's not who he is. It's not what he does. We can tell from his career at this point. That's just not really that. It's not him. But the suppression has always been there. Even on his worst nights, JT is usually a low event player both ways. He doesn't usually get kicked in the head. But because he's not driving play, putting him putting him on the wing, I think, is something that's you'll get you're gonna get the best out of him. And when he's not great, you're very comfortable with what he can still provide on the wing. Yep. So I I would continue with JT on the wing. Um I don't think that you can move Tyson Jost out of that spot right now. That line just looks too good. Yeah, agreed. I, I tweeted it out tonight, but if, if Alex Newhook's college career ends this week, I don't know where to put him. Yeah, it'd be it'd be tough right now. Um, it, it, part of that is because it just doesn't make sense for to drop him in on the fourth line regardless. Yeah, well, because – so, like, Belmar is still filling a role for you. If they had their stalwarts, their PK guys, their face-off guys, their defensive guys, and all of that, if those guys were all established in other spots on the roster, then he could easily do that. But because Belmar still is filling that niche for you, asking just removing that completely and then asking New Hook just to bam drop in there. That's and and I mean that's the thing too, right? Like things you're not expecting New Hook to be good at dropping him in face-offs penalty killing yeah <laughs> so it's straight up hard to replace in that regard when it comes to belmar at the moment yeah i think i th- i think we're looking at smartest play here um the ato go go play for the eagles for the rest of the year Probably. worry about the nhl problem next year we can talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's show even if new hook isn't playing on saturday now but <laughs> such a bummer yeah, we talked about the Byram hit a little bit earlier. It's high. Um, I wouldn't mind if, look, hey, the league should take a look at it. Um, I mean, look at the game situation, too, right? Like, Vegas is down big. It's the exact type of situation where you should be strict about players not getting hurt. You should be strict about those types of plays specifically. Yeah. Because there's no need for it in the NHL. Yeah. I mean, it's a totally avoidable hit. Like, it, it's kind of the Pacioretty boarding on Taves. Yep. He goes out of his way to do it. Yep. And you're just like... So... Don't do stupid stuff. It's that easy. Um, Yeah. Because <laughs> Brandon Sod hating makes no sense. Brandon yeah, Sod's really good for I what he does. don't understand that either. But Sod's just fine on that second line. Yeah, he he's a perfect complement to what they're doing. He has 19 points in 31 games. The idea that he doesn't add anything is absurd. It, yeah, he's been more effective than Burakovsky's been on that second line when Burakovsky has off nights. So. Yeah, well, I mean, and Saad has been exactly as advertised. He's a good two-way player. He's not going to give you, he he's not going to give you, like, you know, amazing play or anything. Um, it, he's just not, he's not like a, he's not an incredible player. 
I will hear no slander of right. Avs players after they just beat Vegas five to one. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like that second line wasn't good tonight, but it doesn't matter. Yep. Exactly. Obviously, can't see the future, but if the second line goes off tomorrow night, then all hunky dory. If the second line doesn't, and the Avs find a way to win, all it's. Adrian and I love analytics, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the scoreboard, baby. Yeah. You know, it it don't matter how you get there. You just point at the score and you say, goodbye. See you next game. Yeah. I mean, you can nitpick like it wasn't perfect. Of course. Um, and, and we're going to do that on the show. Well, well, and like, I, I would agree with what Bednar said, though, that, that I think that the abs were sloppy tonight, man. I mean, we talked about it though. Like this, this was a, a win driven by their bottom six. Yeah, their their tip top guys outside of Kale McCarr just didn't play all that well. They weren't great. The top line, especially, and weirdly, especially with the man advantage, looked like shit. Yep, agreed. I, the super chat here, Sod is very likely to reach FA barring. EJ being long-term IR beyond the season or maybe not bringing back Grubauer frees up some money to think about doing something, but yeah, the most realistic possibility as of today right now is that they pick between paying sod and paying Grubauer. Yep. And on the surface, paying Grubauer is the easy, the easy answer there, especially if the guy wins a Stanley cup and a Vesna for you, then you don't do something stupid. Most definitely. So, and when we're talking about where does Alex Newhook play, like if you lose Brandon Saad, then you're just like, That's okay, well, right spot to play. I mean, right there, <laughs> right. Look, so I'm not. All I'm saying is, you have Alex Newhook coming to replace that spot in the lineup. Yeah, Matt Calvert's contract is up, and Martin Kelt's a point per game player in the AHL right now. You, you know, I don't even want to get into the Bowers and Cal thing. I just, I know, but I, I, I was, I wasn't even going to go on Bowers because I've been catching up on Eagles games, and since Cal has come back, that dude's an NHLer. Like Bowers looks so bored. I, yeah, he, Bowers is an NHLer too, but Cal, Cal's the new hotness at the moment. That's all I'm saying. It's so. Grubauer should definitely play Saturday, yeah. Yeah, there is zero doubt that Grubauer will play Saturday. Yeah. And then after that, I think the when does Johansson get in next becomes an interesting conversation because for me, it's, I would play him against Anaheim. Sure, pick a weak team. So Give him a yeah. chance to prove himself that he can win a hockey game. Yeah. Fine with me. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here because I'm going to start coughing more if we don't, so... Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video here on YouTube. That helps us out a ton when you do. Uh, Our future plans right now, we'll have a pod tomorrow at 1 p.m. talking about prospects, probably, even with uh, the BC game canceled. Uh, Saturday... Yeah, we're definitely talking NCAA tournament expectations because yeah. we're going to have the ELC conversation about a lot of guys. Yep. Because Alex Newhook's not the only guy um, where we're having an ELC conversation. There's at least one more guy, 
and for sure one more guy. Yep. Whenever the college season ends, that guy is getting a contract. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that uh, right now. The, yeah, the plan for Saturday is still to be in the bar and do the jorts, assuming I feel better. Uh, if it's still like this, we may have to delay that. We'll see. But yep. it is what it is. Hopefully I feel better tomorrow. We'll see. Anyway, that's it for us. Hope you all enjoyed the dominant abs win and this podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.